St. Peter is perhaps the most famous of all the apostles. And if you were to think of the most famous church in all the world, you might think of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. But if you were to go to Jerusalem, there is actually a, another church dedicated to St. Peter. Everyone knows the one in Rome, but in Jerusalem, there is a famous church dedicated to St. Peter. Now, this church is a little interesting, though, because it's built on top of the ruins of the house of the high priest Caiaphas, who famously handed Jesus over to Pilate to be crucified. It's Caiaphas who had that trial by night and imprisoned Jesus. In fact, if you go into the crypt level in the basement of this church in Jerusalem, you can go down into the very pit where Jesus was kept in prison on that Holy Thursday night when he was betrayed. And outside is what remains of the courtyard of the high priest that we hear of in the Passion narrative, where it says that Peter was warming himself by a charcoal fire and there was confronted by a, a maid who said, you're one of this man's disciples, aren't you? To which Jesus famous, or Peter famously replied, I am not. I, I don't know him. I swear to you, I don't know the man. Three times Peter denied Jesus on this spot in Jerusalem. It's a strange place to put a, a church in honor of St. Peter. This church has the name St. Peter in Gallicantu. Literally from the Latin, it means St. Peter at the cock crow. Because if you remember, Jesus knew that Peter would deny him. In fact, right before that evening, when Jesus is talking about being handed over, suffering, he predicted his own death. Peter famously says, no, Lord, I will, I will never, though all abandon you and fall away, I will never fall away. I will never deny you. And Jesus has to say, Peter, before the cock even crows, you're going to deny three times that you even know me. And so this church marks that spot. If you, if you look at the, the dome of the church on the outside where you might expect a, a cross on top of a church, instead there is a big golden rooster that you can't miss. If I were Peter, I, I might be a little bit annoyed that, you know, the, the Church of St. Peter's in Rome, nice work, Jesus. I like that one. The, the church in Jerusalem with the rooster on top that, that marks the worst moment of my whole life, was that really necessary? Couldn't we think of a better moment, maybe? I, had, I did good things in Jerusalem, too. Why this? Well, I, I really love this, this church that, that marks not, to, not some triumph, but really an incredible failure. <laughs> Unless we think it's not just once, it's three times, as, as if to say over and over, I don't know him. Why this church, then, in honor of failure? Well, a couple things. If you go down into the basement of this church, you will find, like in a sanctuary here, there's, there's an altar. And just to the left of the altar, uh, there's an icon. There's a big altar in the icon in the middle and then another icon on the right side. 
And these three icons tell the story that we find today in the gospel. Because you see that the icon on the far left side pictures Jesus and Peter around a charcoal fire, and it simply has Peter with his hand out pushing Jesus away, and the inscription under the icon says, I don't know him. Marks that terrible moment in the courtyard of the high priest, right on that spot where three times Peter says, I don't know him. I think it's important that we not too quickly move past that. Because first of all, we can say, okay, Peter is under pressure. Jesus has just been arrested. They're taking him off. Peter probably is afraid that if he acknowledges that he knows Jesus, that he too is going to be arrested. What would happen to him? And he's afraid. Under pressure and fear, Peter says something that is not true. He says, I don't know him. When of of course, not only does he know him, the whole reason he's there is because he loves him. He doesn't want him to suffer. He can't believe this is happening. And so he gives in in despair and fear. Whatever excuse you need to make, Peter denies Jesus. We often focus on, you know, Judas, who just moments earlier had betrayed Jesus in the, the garden. But Peter also denies that he even knows Jesus. The devil loves to get us in, in sin and despair when we're at our, our weakest. Peter was weak. And so maybe the, uh, the good lesson here is um, no false confidence, no overconfidence. Peter is like, no, no, Lord, I will never deny you. Jesus knew this would happen. And he knows the same is true of all of us. We don't have to somehow pretend that we're, we're better than we are, or that we've got it all figured out. We don't have to pretend that we're not broken. Jesus already knows. He knew Peter would deny him. He already predicted it. So no, over, no overconfidence. And, and also, no beating yourself up over sin. We always tend to fall into sin when we're hungry, angry, lonely, sad, tired. Some kind of stress makes us say something we didn't mean, something harmful, something completely untrue, like I don't know him. So I like that 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 icon is there. But the one in the middle is the biggest one of all the three. It's right behind the altar. You can't miss it. And it simply has Peter almost like hiding in a little cave. And he is just crying uncontrollably. And it simply says the inscription, and he went out and wept bitterly. Because as soon as he's done it, as soon as he has denied Jesus and he hears the cock crow, Peter knows, what have I done? And he just goes and cries and weeps. This is one of the most important moments in life. We would, we would probably call this today contrition, true sorrow for sin, sorrow for what we've done. Peter knows he's just denied the one he loves more than anything. And he is sorry. What a beautiful moment. That's with good reason. That's put right in the middle of the sanctuary. I pray that if we have fallen, if we've sinned, if we've denied Jesus, that we could have that kind of moment. Lord, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean what I said. 
And that leads to the final icon on the right, which tells the story that we see in our gospel today. Now it's, it's after the resurrection. Jesus has been risen from the dead. And once again, Peter and Jesus are standing around a charcoal fire. Now, don't, don't miss that connection. There's only two times in the, the New Testament where a charcoal fire is mentioned in the Greek, the word. It's, it's that icon on the first where Peter is gathered around a charcoal fire and he's confronted and he says, I don't know him. That's the first reference to a charcoal fire. And then the other is today. The, the scripture simply says, when they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. If I were Peter, I'd be thinking, great, a charcoal fire. This, this is kind of not good. This reminds me of the last time I was in this position and I, I blew it. And I, I think then we would, we would question, I wonder what Peter was thinking when he actually got to come face to face with Jesus. I think we are so quick to just to say, well, Jesus is risen and, and Peter's all happy and this is going to be great because we, we know the whole story. But think about this. John says it's the Lord. And of course, Peter's excited. Jesus is risen from the dead and he just jumps into the sea. That's, that's the Peter we all know and love. But, but I, I have to wonder if Peter wouldn't have in his mind at least a little bit, okay, Jesus is risen, but you know, the last time I talked to him, I was saying, I don't know him. I swear I don't know that man. That's the last time that Peter and Jesus talked. So I would wonder if Peter's not thinking, yeah, he's back, but I wonder what he thinks of me. Is he mad? Is, is he angry? It, probably at least he's really disappointed in me. I mean, those would have been all thoughts that could have gone through Peter's head. And so Jesus does something incredibly beautiful. He allows Peter to speak the truth that's in his heart. What he said on Holy Thursday night was not true. I don't know him. It's not true. Jesus allows him three times to speak the truth. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know, I love you. Okay. Feed my sheep. Tend my lambs. Tend my sheep. Three times Peter gets to undo the, the three denials he had given on Holy Thursday night. Notice what Jesus does. Right away, we have the answer to the question. Is Jesus upset? Is, is Jesus mad? Is he going to get even with Peter? He doesn't do any of that. Rather, you could imagine that Peter was probably ready for it, that maybe he knew Jesus is so forgiving that Jesus could forgive him, but probably he was thinking, you know, Peter, I forgive you, but obviously I, I've got to get a new rock to head my church because you obviously blew it. You were supposed to be the rock, the, the head of the whole church. And at the first moment of trouble, you denied you even knew me. So I, I forgive you, but obviously I got to get somebody else. That would, that would be logical. But of course, Jesus foresaw all this. He knew Peter was going to deny him when he picked him to be the rock in the first place. So what does he do? In this, this final icon over here, it's, it's a beautiful little thing, but the, this, the inscription simply says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And in the icon, Jesus is handing Peter a little shepherd's staff. 
the, the crook, the crozier, the symbol of being a bishop and the pope. In other words, he's saying, okay, I know you denied me, but do, do you love me? Well, yeah, of course, I love you. Good, that's all I need. Now, go be pope. I need you. This is why I picked you. What, what an amazing thing. This, this would never happen today. People mess up today and we're like, well, get rid of them and get rid of that. We can't have that. Jesus does something very different with the, the leaders of his church. The, the Pharisees at the time, the Jewish leaders, all thought they were perfect. And they thought they had to show all the people how perfect they were. And all this led to was a bunch of people who thought like, well, you have to be perfect to follow God. And that's not me because most people are honest to say, I'm a mess. But if the Pharisees are right, we have to all be perfect for God to love us. Forget that. Jesus right away says, no, no, no. If you're going to be a leader in my church, you need to know how weak and invulnerable and, and in need of saving you are first. Peter finally learned this. He fell apart, just totally blew it. And Jesus says, okay, but do you love me? Yeah, okay, that's all I need. I don't need you to be perfect. I, I don't need you to get it right all the time. I know you're gonna get it wrong, but if you love me, that's what my church is about. It's about love. I need you to go out and know that you are loved by me, to know that you love me, and then you gotta go out and share that love with all the world. That's the mission of my church. Not to be perfect, the opposite, in fact to show love where there is brokenness. Peter learned his lesson and went out and did it. So I think that's really an important message then for all of us today, because we can see ourselves in these, these three icons at the church of Peter and Galicantu. We all have been around that and saying, I don't know him. All of us have denied Jesus. We betrayed Jesus as much as Judas ever did. But can we go through that repentance, that weeping bitterly over our sins to come back to acknowledge the truth over here to say, yeah, I, I messed up, but I love you, Lord. I'm not perfect, but I, I'm trying. I love you. If, if we can do that, then we will hear Jesus say to us, okay, get, get back in there. I've got work for you to do. I need you to go out and spread the gospel. And the most important part about that gospel is we're all a mess, but we're all loved, even in the mess. This is why all of us need to have this moment with Jesus where we can come face to face with him, especially in the sacrament of penance, this happens. We say, I messed up. Jesus says, okay, I forgive you. Now go feed my sheep. Get back out there, go be a disciple. If you are willing to go through that weeping bitterly process. If you can accept your own brokenness, then you can, you can come face to face with Jesus. He's, he's not gonna judge you. He's not gonna beat you up. He's not gonna remind you of all the ways that you failed. Just one question, and it's the same one we'll, we'll have on judgment day. <laughs> Do you love me? Now our love is imperfect, this is true, but Jesus, knows. Peter's able to say, Lord, you, you know me. You, you know what's in my heart. So you, you know I love you. If we can tell God, yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm willing to keep going. Well, that's all God asks. Because in the end, Jesus knows that you love him.